as a church, we really feel like it's important to pay attention to what's happening in the world. And the last week has been a really, really rough week for our nation. And it seems like we just keep having these really, really rough weeks in our nation, don't we? Um, in the last seven days, we've had three mass shootings in our country. And we, today, I, I just, I sensed this morning as, as I learned about the, the latest one in Dayton, Ohio, which is where I was born, I just had this overwhelming sense that, that God orchestrated today for us to experience our feelings, to really be invited into our feelings that he gave us, and to sort of do a wellness check on our own feelings. Because our feelings can, can cause us to uh, feel like doing things we shouldn't do. And there's certainly a whole lot of issues related to mass shootings. It's not just about feelings. But certainly feelings are involved. So we want to be people who not only deal with ourselves, but we also sit with people as they struggle in their feelings related to these horrible tragedies that have occurred in our country. So we're going to pray just for a moment for Gilroy, California. Three people were killed at a market. We're going to pray for people in El Paso, Texas, where the ninth worst mass shooting occurred in a Walmart. Twenty people were killed and many more were injured. And then we're going to pray for the people in Dayton, Ohio. Nine people were killed, 16 were injured. All nine were killed in one minute or less. We've got some problems in this world. So can we just sit with that feeling? It's okay, whatever it is you feel right now. Can we just sit in that and lift them up to the Lord? Because He is the healer. And we want to let all of them know that they are, they're with people who know what it feels like to go through mass shootings because we just had one in Aurora. The Bible says that we are called to grieve with those who grieve, so we're going to do that today. So let's lift up all of these people together with one voice to the Lord. Jesus, one of, one of your names is Jehovah Rapha. It is God the healer. Lord, there is so much brokenness in this world. We see it in the news every day. We experience it in our own lives every day, God. But very specifically, we want to lift up the people of Gilroy, California, the people of El Paso, Texas, and the people of Dayton, Ohio. Father, tragedy visited their steps this week. Father, we pray for every single survivor. We pray for healing. We pray that they wouldn't deny the feelings that they have. We pray for support for them. We pray for the community to surround them. And God, I pray that you would even give us ideas on how we can love them and show them who you are. Father, we pray for a mighty move of your Holy Spirit in those places. 
God, because we know that where darkness is, light shines bright. God, shine your light in Gilroy, El Paso, and Dayton. Father, we thank you for today and our ability to gather. And we thank you, God, that you created us to to feel and to feel strongly. And I pray, Lord, that as we get prepared to get into our feelings, God, that we wouldn't feel shame for the feelings, but that we would give our feelings back to you and and help us to, to feel all that you want us to feel for the world that is broken before us. Move in this place, God, today. Move in our hearts today. Move in our feelings today. Show us more of who you are. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We talk so much in church gatherings. As a matter of fact, most Sundays you come here and you hear Steve or me or one of our other amazing speakers share from the Word. And we always share from the Word. We share from the Word because we don't have anything to offer from ourselves. We know that. We're not smart enough. We're not good enough. We simply offer what God has to say. But so often, so often we hear things and then we, we fail to do it, and that's, that's on all of us. The Bible tells us so much about doing things as well. James 1, 22 through 25, it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. So you can sit here and you can hear all the scripture and deceive yourself. It says, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, do what it says. It's like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So today we're going to experience again. We're going to experience our feelings related to Scripture. That's one way we're going to experience God today and experience our feelings I don't know if you've noticed this, but people tend to do one of two things with feelings. I want, I, I want to kind of challenge you to see where you fall. You either had experiences when you were growing up that told you that your feelings don't matter, so you shut your feelings down, and in some ways, you kind of pride yourself on not letting anything get to you. No matter what happens, you say, no, I'm good. No, I'm blessed. Everything's fine in my life. I'm good, but you know that if someone scratched the surface enough, all these things would come out. Or you're the other kind of person that you actually invite every single feeling of every single person around you at all times. You might call yourself an empath. You feel so much, that's kind of how you're driven. You're completely driven by feelings. It doesn't matter what the feeling is. If you have it, you experience it, you let it out, you pour it out, you throw it out. Your life is driven by your feelings. And neither approach is biblical. Feelings were given to us by God, but they can also lead us astray. And they can misguide us like just like every other thing 
in this broken world. So the first thing we're going to do today is we're going to sit in three passages of Scripture. Three passages. And what we really want to do is we want you to hear this not really with your mind, but allow that short step from your your head. It's actually a long walk, but a short step from your head to your heart. Allow yourself to feel when you hear this scripture. We want you to write down that sense that you have, the feelings that you get when you hear these passages and reflect on them and pray on them and ask God what he has for you in those feelings. Don't deny them. Don't stuff them. Just feel it and write it down and pray. And if at any point today you just need to pray with someone, we have six people who are available throughout this service to pray with you. You don't have to wait for the end. You can just get up and they will pray with you. We really want to challenge you to just feel today. So I'm going to read the first passage. And it's Psalm 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This passage can be a little bit challenging to to try to get into your feelings because most of you have heard this countless times. Do you guys recognize where you hear this the most? It's at funerals. But this is about a whole lot more than a funeral. This was about David in one of the hardest times of his life. This was likely written during Absalom's rebellion. So it's about a broken relationship. So it also speaks to grief, it speaks to pain, it speaks to broken relationships. So our challenge to you today is, as you go through this passage, what is it you feel? What situation immediately comes to your mind that you need to experience the Lord in? What is God asking you to process today? What feelings are elicited? Do we have the passage to put up on the screen? I believe we do. Just read through that and take the next moments 
to invite God into your feelings about this. Don't run away from them. Whatever it is that is challenging you today, walk into that valley with the Lord. It's okay to uh, come back to that. And one of the things that, that, that we hope you'll do is, is even take these passages from today and, and just meditate on them. You know, Scripture invites us, even tells us to, to meditate on the Word of God. Um, and one of the reasons for that, and, and that we're even doing that right now, is that, that the Word of God ministers to our soul. It, do, it doesn't just minister to our minds so we know some things. It doesn't even just minister to our spirit so that, that we're sort of rightly aligned to God, but it, but it ministers also to our soul, to our uh, affections and emotions. And gets in those those deep places that affect our everyday life. And so I, I want to read um, Psalm 63, 1 through 8 for you this morning. And here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you just to close your eyes. And one of the things that I love about King David is not only was he honest about his feelings, but, but he also understood that... Um, that he could, via God's word, via God's truth, that he could, by that word, see his soul ministered to. And he would speak to his own soul. And we see that in the Psalms. And, and so what I want to do is I want to read this and, and just invite you to allow God's word to minister to your soul and even to repeat to yourself. So, so I'm going to read a line and even just to then say that in yourself. Okay, and just to see how God's word begins to affect your emotions. It starts like this. This is David again. He's either in the desert running from King Saul who's trying to kill him or from his son. And either way, he's in a rough spot. And so maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you feel like, man, I'm in a rough spot. Maybe you feel like you're in a desert kind of place. God's far off. Maybe you feel like, like, like life is just overwhelming right now. Maybe um, if you're honest, you would just say that, that God seems like he's not near and I want to invite you just to, to listen to the word of God this morning. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Oh God, you are my God. Can you just say that to yourself this morning? God, you are my God. You're my God. And earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, and my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. My soul longs for you, thirsts for you. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Just think for a second on the times where you've seen God where you've seen God move, where you've experienced God's just answer to prayer, where you've experienced just his comfort or his love. I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. 
because your love is better than life. Your love, God, is better than life. My lips will glorify you and I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. Listen, my soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, so when I'm all alone, it's just me and my thoughts, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Listen, because you are my help. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you for your right hand upholds me. My soul clings to you for your right hand upholds me. Just take a minute and just sit in that. Just let that word just wash over you. What do you, what do you experience? What do you feel? Not just think about, but what do you feel as God's word just is spoken over you? As you just allow that word to wash over you, as you, as you repeat that word, as you, you declare that word and that truth over you. And there's things that come up Again, you have that little handout. Just just write things down. There's things that, that are for you to take before the Lord. There's things for you to be reminded of. There's things for you um, to, to pray about and just say, God, I don't know what to do with this. Or God, I, I don't feel this. Or God, I know that you say that you're my help, but Lord, you seem so far. Whatever it is that, that are just things that you're wrestling, that are meant for you to bring before God. God's not afraid of whatever you're feeling. God wants to meet you right where you are this morning. Our final passage really speaks to identity. It's not about what you did, it's about who you are because of what he did. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, these are the words of the Apostle Paul. I think they're amazing for us too. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming, the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches 
of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So many of us try to make a name for ourselves, but we already have the greatest name we could ever have. The name that is saved. The name that is redeemed. The name that is loved by our Father. If you've received that gift of salvation, you now have his name and you don't have to try to make a name for yourself. So knowing that, knowing that your identity, if you've received Jesus as your Savior, knowing that that is your primary identity, how do you feel? How does that make you feel today? When you sit with the identity that is saved, redeemed, restored. But if you're like the rest of us, there are areas of your life, there are areas of your behavior which aren't. How do you feel when God looks at you and he says, I love him. I love her. Yeah, I know he still messes up. I know she doubts a whole lot. But that one's mine. I really love that one. How do you feel today knowing that your identity is loved? Take a little bit of time to just sit in that even if it's uncomfortable today. My guess is that for some of us, this is the most uncomfortable one because we don't feel worthy. We don't feel good enough. We don't have it together as much as we hope to by this, the age that we're at now. Sit with those feelings and give those to the Lord. Write those down start to process. This, this should just be a start for how we approach our feelings and how we approach God and invite him into those places. So we just encourage you to go back through this week and meditate on those passages. Invite God into your feelings. In our community, we're always going to start with scripture, as I mentioned earlier. That's just always where we're going to start because um, we just know anything that we come up with that's, that's separate from scriptures, if we start with something else, we're just going to give you our thoughts, and they're just not that good. We always want to start by soaking in God's thoughts. But now we're going to start to move into the second part of our experience today, and this is where you get to start doing some tangible work. 
We're going to take a little bit of time today. Um, when you came in, you probably saw packets on, on the table when you walked in. Uh, there are a couple of surveys in that packet. You don't have to be nervous about it. You're not turning them in. <laughs> this is just for you to start processing your emotional health and just kind of the, the levels of stress you have in your lives. One survey is designed to assess your emotional maturity. That can be kind of scary, right? And the other is to see how life stressors are potentially going to affect your physical health because we are whole beings. When something is off in our feelings, when something is off with stress levels, our physical bodies suffer as well. And maybe you're stuck in certain cycles, you're stuck in certain patterns because you know deep down that you're not as mature as you need to be emotionally. We'd like you to do one of those surveys today. And we want you to choose which one. So maybe you've had a lot of life stressors in the last 12 to 24 months. You just know it's one thing after another. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you've had multiple deaths in your family. Um, you just sort of know you need to do a wellness check. And you're going to score that survey and figure out how likely it is that you're going to have a physical illness because of life stressors. And in the other one, you're going to assess your, your emotional maturity, and, and if it comes out in, in, in a way that you're not pleased with, that you kind of know, I should be more mature than this, in either way, we're going to help you move towards taking next steps to address those things. We'd love for you to take the other one home. Whatever one you don't do today, we'd love for you to take it home. These are just good resources for you to do, do checks on yourself, on your feelings, so that your feelings can be a healthy way to process the events in your lives, not a way to kind of make you feel like you're sinking. So we invite you um, if you did not get one of these surveys, we have extras up front here. So if somehow you missed it at the table when you came in, we have some up front right here. So we're going to give you about 15 minutes now to take these surveys, score them for yourself, and then we'll talk about some next steps afterward. Again, we want you to take these home with you. And, and, and hopefully... the they kind of give you a little bit of a sense of maybe where you're at. And I don't know about you, but our emotions can sometimes be something we're just not really well aware of. You know what I'm saying? Like not only what we're feeling, but, but the fact that we're feeling or maybe where we're at in terms of our emotional well-being. And this is to maybe help you get a little bit of a gauge for that. Now, what you also have in that packet that we gave you at the very back, the last thing that we gave you, is a, a list of resources. And, and so if you're here this morning and, and you're like, well, I, I've done this survey. Maybe you found out some things that were surprising to you. Maybe you realize, man, I've had a lot of stuff going on in my life. Maybe one of the questions that you're just asking is, what do I do with it? 
What's my next step? Or maybe even as we went through the morning and we said, hey, what are you feeling as you're hearing God? Maybe the answer for you was nothing. I, I, don't, I don't know what I feel. I don't, I don't feel anything. I, I don't, I'm just not connected at all emotionally to what I'm really feeling or experiencing. And wherever you are this morning, it doesn't really matter. Maybe you're super aware of it, but, but there's a, a next step for you to take. And so we wanted to give you some resources, some places that, that you could, um, could help you on this journey towards emotional well-being and, and health. And, and so one of the things you'll find there is a list of some counseling um, centers that we have some relationship um, with these different groups. Um, wanted to give you an option for that. So maybe you're just here and you're like, man, I think I really need to sit with somebody. I, I, I got some stuff going on, or maybe I don't even know. Maybe there's some hurts. Maybe there's some mental health stuff. But I, I think I could really sit with somebody and begin to unpack this. I think that's the next step for me. I want to encourage you to do that. One of the other things you'll find on there is, is some groups. Um, I don't know if you know this, but God made us for community. Uh, and God made people one of the ways by which uh, healing happens in our life and not just, not just uh, you know, in our minds and our souls and all these kinds of spaces. And so one of the groups that you'll find on there is Celebrate Recovery. This is a group that is designed for uh, hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And so if you, if you find yourself, if any of those three resonate with your experience, that might be a place for you an opportunity just to be around some people who are also journeying uh, through some of the same things, to just share that together, to, to learn from people who have walked with some of the same things or been through some of the same things or experiencing some of the same things that you are and just allow, it's a, it's a uh, Christ-centered uh, group and so, so they're gonna let God's word and God's spirit minister, uh, one another, minister through his word through one another and so that might just be a great next step for you. Say, you know what, I think I need to be with some people. Um, another th way that I encourage you is join a community group. So our community groups are going to be kicking off next month. We'll be talking more about that coming up. But community groups are a great way to just be with people and share your life. And just say, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm wrestling with. Here's what I'm dealing with. And allowing God's people just to encourage you in the Lord to pray for you, to bless you. Uh, one of the other resources that you'll see on there is your pastor's. Um, uh, you have both myself and, and Neil's, uh, Pastor Neil's contact information. We're the two vocational pastors here at the Edge. We both have our degrees and backgrounds are in counseling. And so we, we actually enjoy sitting with people. If you're here this morning, you're like, look, I don't know what to do. I don't know this next step for me to take. But I know that either from doing this survey or I'm all, I feel disconnected. I feel like there's some steps for me to take. I feel like there's some growth for me. And, and you just love to sit down with somebody and begin to process that. We'd, be, we'd love to sit down with you. Uh, we'd love to help you unpack that and figure out what God has maybe next for you. On the back side um, of that sheet is just a list of scriptures. So we were talking this morning about how God's word ministers to our soul. There's a list of scriptures that sort of pertain to different emotions and feelings. And, and just want to invite you and encourage you to meditate on God's word, to be good at knowing God's word as different things are coming up in your life that you're allowing the word of God to minister to you. Here's how we're going to close this morning. We're going to close with a time of communion. Uh, one of the things that I love about communion, and I think sometimes that we miss with it, is that it becomes this sort of road experience that we have. We just come, we do it. It's like we do it because God said so. 
and that. But, but the invitation from Jesus is to share this together and remember him. And, and remembering is this powerful, has an amazing ability to affect our soul. Like, like as we reflect upon, as we think about and just allow that truth of Jesus, this is who you are and what you've done for me. To begin to minister in us. And so I want to invite you to just uh, come on down if you would. Um, if you would come through these uh, middle aisles here and grab the elements and then take them uh, on the outside back to your seat. I'll give you instructions from there, what we're going to do. But we're going to share communion together. Communion, again, that even the word communion is meant to be um, something that's shared in community. It's not this isolated, individual, private kind of a moment. It is a shared experience amongst the people of God. That we're reminded that, God, it's not just me and you, but it's us and you, God. I don't just have a great father. God's given me a family to share him, to share in him with. Just gone through the motions of sorrow. When I sing another song, it'll take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. Well, I'm sorry. I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry. When I forgot that you're enough to take me back to where we started, I open up my heart to you. Apostle Paul wrote. 1 Corinthians 11, he says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so I want to just for a second, I want to just cause you to just think on Jesus. And just, just in your mind's eye to just see Jesus. And Jesus was breaking bread knowing that he had come to offer his life for you. Okay, sometimes it's easy for us to think about, well, Jesus came to give his life for people. Jesus came to give his life for the world. Jesus came to give his life for them. But Jesus came to give his life for you. You know that this morning? I heard somebody say one time that, that when Jesus hung on a cross, he saw every face, including yours. It was like, he saw you. He, he, he knew you before you were formed in the womb. He saw you and he gave his life for you. And so we receive this bread this morning because of the life Christ gave so that you could have his life. So that you could have eternal life with God forever. Let's receive the bread together. It says in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes and so Jesus poured the cup knowing that he was going to shed his blood and, and, and what I just want to say about that real quick is that that you are forgiven this morning don't just hear that, but feel that this morning. You are forgiven this morning. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's not, it's not about what you did, what you've done, or even what you will still yet do. You are forgiven in Christ. The grace of Jesus covers you. Yeah. So let's receive the cup together this morning. If you guys would stand with me, if you're able, we're going to close with the time of worship. <laughs>